Hey! Welcome to What's the Fig? Where two nerdy librarians, Gina and Meg, discuss everything from literature to movies, gaming, education, anime, manga, and more. All your favorite things you get geeked about, we talk about. Plus, we give you tips on all the latest free resources from the library. So let's get into the fit of it. Hello, 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 and welcome back to What's the Fit with your hosts, Meg and Gina. We're just so happy to be be back for this special new year. We've made it into 2022. How excited are you, Gina? So excited. So glad to put last year behind me. Looking forward (laughs) to the new year and new things and new episodes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So this is the first episode of the new year. We're coming back with episode nine. And so uh, this month, we are going to be going into Black History Month. Um, As we all know, there is a lot to cover. We couldn't possibly cover everything that is encompassed into Black history, but we do want to touch on some good resources, some great books, some things that you can check out for yourselves at home Mm -hmm. um, or when you come into the library, um, all about Black history. So without further ado, Gina, do you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. You know, let let the ex-history major jump into a little bit of Black history. So um, the source I'll be using today is the Association for the Study of African American Life and History website. Their website is asalh.org. And you can find this information um, and loads of other things on this website. But this is what I took from it, which is, Black History Month is a time to celebrate and remember the important people across the African diaspora and their achievements and accomplishments. Black History Month started with Carter G. Woodson. Woodson wanted to popularize the findings of himself and other Black intellectuals that would be published in the journal that he established, the Journal of Negro History. Um... And he encouraged other Black civic groups to promote those achievements and the things that the researchers were finding and uncovering at the time. Uh, One of the ways he did this was he was a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, which is a Black Greek um, fraternity organization. And he urged his fraternity brothers to make sure that they took up the mantle. And this actually resulted in the creation of Negro History and Literature Week. So at first, it was just a week. And later on, it would be renamed the Negro Achievement Week. Um, He would continue on to work diligently for more exposure. And in 1926, he would do a press release announcing Negro History Week. Thanks to his passion and his determination, um, it would survive and expand from a week into the month, Black History Month, which we have every February now. Uh, And that would happen in 1976 when young intellectuals of the organization, or the association, excuse me, would influence to institutionalize the shift from a week to a month and from it being called Negro History to Black History. 
Um, and this month is just an important time, not only in Black history, but also American history, because mm-hmm. Black history is American history, um, as schools and libraries and many, many other organizations just take the time to reflect, remember, and respect Black excellence. Mm-hmm. That is definitely something important to remember. Um, I learned something from that because I wasn't so familiar with how that week turned into a month. Mm. Um, But I'm glad that we have that little bit of history there to know how that came about. So to jump into some of the work from African-American authors that we can share with our listeners, um, we're going to be getting into some different books that we recommend that you could check out probably from your local library. Of course, if you visit ARCPLS, we'd love to have you guys check these things out. But I'll start off with a book that I read actually for a book club. It's called The Nipple Boys by Colson Whitehead. And this book definitely was interesting. Um, It has a really great twist at the end. Of course, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody. (laughs) Um, But basically, the book um, takes place in the 1960s in Tallahassee, and it's covering the story of this boy named Elwood Curtis, who's this young African-American boy who kind of gets into trouble for being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And therefore, he is sent to an all-boys juvenile reform school called Nickel Academy. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, on the outside, this Nickel Academy is supposed to be a place that helps young boys who've gotten into trouble, you know, transform their lives, get an education, and basically Um, send them back out into society, a better person. But um, behind closed doors, these boys are being abused. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, horrible things are happening to them. Um, And it's it's happening due to the teachers that are in the school, the people who run the school. And basically, Elwood is trying to find a way for him and this other friend that he makes while at the school to escape. They basically just need to get out of there. Um, But it's kind of hard to run away because there's always somebody watching. They have people walking around the school, making sure nobody's, you know, basically leaving. Um, But the interesting thing about this book is it's actually based on real history. It's based on a real reform school that was in Florida and it was operated for 111 years. Wow. Um, Yes, a long time. And you know, some of the stories of these boys in this book, um, you know, they're based on real things that happened to some real kids that were at this school. Um, So basically, you just kind of have to follow the book to see does Elwood make it out, how, you know, he's able to transform his life, hopefully in a better way. But it's really interesting. And it has a great twist at the end that you'll never see coming for miles away. But I definitely recommend The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. Mm-hmm. Great. I believe Colson Whitehead also has another book that was really popular um, mm-hmm. in the library, The Underground Railroad, yes. as well. So definitely just a great author to check out mm-hmm. in general, but love that. Um, so my recommendation is going to be actually from when I was in undergrad, I had to read this book and absolutely Love, love, love um, this book. And it's The Warmth of Other Sounds by Isabel Wilkerson. So the book takes a unique look at the migration of African-Americans from the American South out west and up north between the 
19, between 1915 and 1970. Um, and a lot of them left for, you know, a better life. And so the story gives us insight into this time through the lens of three individuals. The first being Ida Mae Gladney, who leaves Mississippi sharecropping and prejudice for Chicago. George Starling, who leaves Florida for Harlem after endangering his job fighting for civil rights. And Robert Foster, who would leave Louisiana to pursue a medical career, which would actually put him um, in the medical career where he would actually become like a medical person for the stars. And I think one of his most famous ones was Ray Charles. Oh, wow. Um, and and Ida Mae Gladney, who I mentioned before, she had an opportunity to get a chance to vote for um, who would become later President Barack Obama. She voted for him when he had the seat up for the Senate in Illinois. So some really, really cool, incredible people um, that are in this book that we follow. And it's just beautifully written. It's just really amazing at the detailed account. And it kind of opens your eyes to like the dangers of the journey that they were on um, to get to the North and or out West and just how hard work and diligence made that trip and the success that they had afterward and the lives that they led after it so much worth it. Um, So I definitely think that if that is what you're into learning about, that particular great migration period and just seeing it through a very personal kind of lens, I highly, highly suggest The Warmth of Other Suns by Isabel Wilkerson. Hmm. Um, And I was going to tell you guys, um, just to throw it in there, she also wrote another book, Cast, The Origins of Our Discontent. That's her second book, and she speaks on the caste system that has the unspoken caste system that shaped America and how it shapes our lives today. And is still defined by a hierarchy of human division. I want to read it (laughs) really bad. (laughs) It sounds like a good one. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So that leads us into some YA book recommendations for black history month. Um, We'll start off with stamped racism, anti-racism and you by Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Kendi. Uh, This book takes a deep look at the ideals and forms of racist ideals and gives readers a way to identify and stamp out racist thoughts in their daily lives. The book is actually adapted from the national award winning book stamped from the beginning for ages 12 and up. Um, The book does cover um, the construct of race in a way that's tailored for young adult listeners and readers. So if you're into the audiobook, you can find a version of that as well as the physical book at most of your local libraries. So this is something for the younger readers to kind of have an understanding of. So um, there are different forms of the book. I believe there's one for teens. There's one, of course, for adults. That, that's what this one is based off of. And then there is one for children as well. Um, They have one, I think that's called Anti-Racist Baby as well. Yeah. And we do. Yes, it is. Um, So we do carry all those books for um, at your local ARC PLS libraries. All righty. 
Um, so my personal recommendation, of course, um, has to be fantasy field. <laughs> I feel uh. like definitely considering that, you know, some of the other stuff might be a little heavy, but I really, really, really love this one. And it's Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. Um, anybody who knows me knows that I love this series. Um, and this is the first installment of Miss um, Adeyemi's Legacy of the Orisha trilogy. Uh. Um it follows Zeli as she takes a journey to bring back the magic to Orisha. Um, and she wants to strike against the monarchy for the injustices that they have committed um, mm-hmm. underneath their current king. Because uh, the magic holders or the magi were brutally killed years ago. And that also included, unfortunately, Zeli's mother, who was a reaper who could call forth souls. And now Zaylee is traveling with Amari, who's essentially a rogue princess, and her brother Zane to bring back the magic. And on the other side is Inan. He's the prince, and he's actually hunting them down so that he can get rid of it forever. Hmm. Um, and this book is just filled with a lot of West African mythology. It creates... A wonderful world. I think um, Miss Adiemi is amazing at world building. You definitely become very invested, and it's going to make you like want to race to the end of the book, and <laughs> maybe even pique your interest into some of the stories of the Orisha from West African mythology. So, if you want some adventure, mm-hmm. there is definitely is a twinge of romance. Because would it be why if it wasn't right? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> And a whole lot of magic and fantasy, then make sure you check out Children of Blood and Bone. And if you fall in love with it like I did and just can't get enough, the second book, Children of Virtue and Vengeance, is where the story continues. And we do have both of those books in the Augusta Richmond County Public Library system. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds like some interesting... um, Thing is now it's not a is it a trilogy or I mean this is the first installment so the second book hasn't come out yet so the second book is Children of Virtue and Vengeance and it's out but oh. the last book is supposed to be book. the year this year I'm waiting on it desperately <laughs> I'm ready oh. to finish okay. because the cliffhanger at the end of the second book was just ah heart <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. That's awesome. So that should be an interesting one. It'd be nice to see like some sort of adaption of that, maybe like live action possibly one day or... They're in the talks. Never know. We'll see. They're in the talks. So it yeah. might be a movie. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. All right. So that leads us to our last recommendation, which is a children's book. It is Sulwe by Lupita Nyong'o. So you may be familiar with her as an actress, but she has also written a children's book. And it is illustrated by Vashti Harrison as well. She's kind of a a famous um, or well-known illustrator in children's books. And I think she has some other things going on outside of just children's illustrated books as well. But um, I love Suway. I read that um, actually last year. And um, it is just about a beautiful little girl named Suway. And her skin is like the color of midnight. Um, She seems to be darker than everyone in her family, but she over time learns to love who she is and to love her outside just as much as her inside. Um, And her mother and her sister kind of help her see that as they go on a magical journey 
it's kind of like almost a dream sequence in the book. Mm-hmm. So you see her um, interact with these beautiful, stunning night skies. And we have these characters that represent the sun and the moon. And it's kind of like she compares herself to the moon and her sister um, to the sky. But at the end of the day, we learn that both are beautiful. So it's just a really heartwarming story to inspire children to basically see their unique beauty, no matter what they look like on the outside and the inside. So I definitely recommend Soy. Please check that out. Very, very inspiring and beautiful book. I love that. I um I remember Vashti Harrison for Hair Love, yes, a book by Matthew H. Erie, mm-hmm. which is also just an amazing, you know, I guess an extra plug-in yes. for a children's book for this month. But mm-hmm. I love um Vashti's illustrations so much. Yeah, she's a really great illustrator. So inspire me to try to get back into swing of drawing and everything. Really? Since that's, that's my background <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, But other than these beautiful books that we recommend, there are some things that you can do to keep learning about Black history, Um, not only this month, but through every month of the year. Mm. So um, as some of you know, who are kind of local to the CSRA area, we do have the Lucy Craft Laney Museum right here in Augusta, Georgia. Um, It is located on Lucy Laney. Boulevard. So if you are familiar with where our Wallace Branch Library is, that is part of the AARC PLS library system, it is right around the corner from that library. (laughs) So if you're ever visiting Wallace, we definitely recommend, please go visit the Laney Museum. Um, It's the largest African-American museum in the CSRA area. It opened actually back in 1991. So it's been open for, you know, a couple years there. And it is actually the former home of Miss Lucy Craft Laney, who was a former teacher and educator in the area. And she helped accomplish a lot of things by educating children and adults um, in the area. And she's just been an advocate for education for the African-American community and beyond. So um, you can see a lot of history in that museum um, covering just Black history pretty much from the area. I definitely recommend if you want to learn more about arts, history, literature, and leadership, you can go there, look at some of the exhibits and some of the programs that they do offer out of that museum. Mm, Yeah, it's just one of the things, you know, you can kind of cover there. Also, is there something you want to recommend, Gina? Sure. I definitely want to recommend the History Makers website. So. Mm -hmm. Um, www.thehistorymakers.org um, is a national nonprofit research and educational institute committed to preserving and making widely accessible the untold personal stories of both well-known and unsung African-Americans. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great website as I am really big on oral histories myself. Mm-hmm. So if you want a chance to go watch some like interviews and see people who have like lived through different times and they give their own personal perspective of things they've lived through. And like they said, they have famous and, you know, just even everyday people who are on it. And it's just so great. I think it's really enlightening mm-hmm. and and super educational, and it's just really great. And I feel like it's in a very accessible way because I'm be honest, we recommend a lot of books, 
But of course we do. But if you just want to go and just listen to someone's story, mm-hmm. amazing place. Definitely recommend the History Makers. Yes, yes, yes. That is a great place to go. And so our last recommendation for something you can check out is the National Museum of African-American History and Culture. So I know not everybody's able to go actually to the museum, but that's okay because they actually have a virtual exhibition that you can check out at any time um, by going onto their website. So you can just search the National Museum of African-American History and Culture. And once you find their website, um, look for their virtual exhibitions online. So you can find things like pictures, 3D pictures of some objects that they actually have inside of the museum. Um, For instance, Mm. they had this bench that um, was from the Charleston Museum. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it might have came out of um, either a church or a local person's home that was African-American. And there's some history behind that. But you, you can look it up for sure, for sure, on the website to find out more information about it. But basically, other than the objects, they have writings, they have um, virtual tours. So you, it, as, it's almost as if you're going and walking inside of the uh, museum itself. So I would definitely check that out. That's a good way to kind of explore things that you may have not been exposed to before. But yes, those are just some of the resources that you can check out that are celebrating Black history and uplifting the voices Um, of African-American culture. So definitely check those out. Okay, Meg. So, you know, I feel like, you know, we always got to share at least a little personal story. So yes, I I think most everybody when you're in school, um, especially if you were in school and you went, you know, every year, they would have some type of program. Pause for one second. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and, you know, we got to share a little personal anecdote or, you know, yes. a personal memory, you know, mm-hmm. what have you. Got to let our, you know, our listeners get to know us. But yeah. <laughs> every year um, since grade school, you know, mm-hmm. there's always um, a celebration. I don't know. Maybe you did a Black History program at your mm-hmm. church or mm-hmm. maybe you did it in your school. What is your favorite moment? from either one of the programs or just one of the celebrations or what was something that you learned that just was like really stuck with you? Oh, okay. That's a good one. I have one. Um, When I was in elementary school, I remember us doing a history bowl and Mm -hmm. it was in, I'm pretty sure it was in February. And of course we were covering black history. Um, So I don't remember what exactly I answered. But I think I answered the most questions out of all of my classmates. And I got this huge trophy. And I still have this trophy today (laughs) that said that I got, like, first place. Um, And so that's kind of a memorable moment for me. I was just happy that, you know, I knew enough information in in history, honestly, to to really learn. And I'll tell you, I, I remember one of the questions was about Mary McLeod Bethune. That was the Ooh. first time I had ever learned about her was probably around third grade. And so I learned how she was an educator and she started a school in Florida, I believe, with whom Cookman. Um, yes. Yeah. And so. Yeah, exactly. So I just remember answering a question by her. That was probably about the most memorable thing I can remember about that history bowl that we had when I was in school. I. 
think my fondest memory, um, you, I don't even know if you guys remember, but like McDonald's used to have like, um, like the, the little books for mm. Black History. I can't oh. remember. Was it like, was it? Oh my gosh, my memory's bad. But I remember my dad having all of those books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember him getting all like the little black um, history books and different things like that from there. And me and my dad, like that's one of my fondest memories of us was like, he would just tell me random history facts. That's probably why I went to school for history later on. <laughs> like yes. he would just tell me random facts and I think the thing that he really impressed upon me was that how much um, African-American people have invented in things that we use like every day. Mm, Like I will tell you right now, as a Georgian, I am overly appreciative of AC. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like overly appreciative of AC, the the traffic light, just little things Mm -hmm. that, you know, that, African-American people and people across the African diaspora have created that have made our lives Mm -hmm. simpler, easier, and better. And Mm -hmm. just like, that was my favorite part about Black history. Of course, I love the big overtures, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's just the little things, you know, that you can kind of like celebrate every day. And that's what I love. Oh, that's great. Yeah, there's so much to learn. um, And there's so much to kind of appreciate and respect, as you said um, in the beginning for, you know, every history, but um, it's important that we do lift up those who may not always get, you know, recognized for the things that they've contributed to, you know, our country as a whole. So again, we are celebrating Black History Month, and and it's not just the month. This is American history, and this is every day. So I employ everyone, all of our listeners, to go out and learn, you know, learn a little bit about all of those people who have contributed to our country being what it is today and, you know, making our lives a little better each day. So uh, we hope that you enjoy learning Mm -hmm. and talking about some of our picks and our memories um, of current and past Black History Months. Make sure that you get a chance to come back to us next month. Yes. Why are we going to be here next month, man? Oh, I'm excited. We're we're going back to our roots here, okay? We're going back to anime and manga, but not just any anime and manga. Next month, as some of you might know, is Women's History Month. So we are going to be celebrating by talking about the accomplishments of women in history, but not just any women in history. We're going to be talking about women in anime and in manga. So for instance, you might not have known some of your favorite anime or some of your favorite manga were written by women, Mm -hmm. illustrated by women. So Mm -hmm. we're going to share some of that information with you all. And also just to let you know, um, we are changing up our format just a little bit here. So instead of two episodes a month, we're actually going to move to a format of one episode a month. All right. So definitely check back with us. Check us out on social media to keep up with what we're doing, when we're going to be sharing our next episodes. And of course, tune in on the fourth, the fourth Wednesday at 2 p.m. for our next episode. And don't forget to follow us online on Facebook, YouTube, 
and on any of our other social media sites at ARCPLS. Until next time, what do we always say, Gina? We've got the fix, so stick with us. Thank you for listening. Tune in for new episodes every second and fourth Wednesday of the month. If you like hanging with your friendly, nerdy librarian, follow our library on Facebook at ARCPLS or on Instagram and Twitter at Augusta GA Live. Like we always say, we've got the fix, so stick with us.